0: it's been a, a big day here at the theater hasn't it dj it sure has they- we've had guests uh, come and then they left <laughs>
1: Do we want to? I think we need to tell them about that. Well, you know, I I, we had some dear sweet friends of the show, Uh, a good friend of yours. I understand your aunt Tappy dropped by with her international celebrity friend Bettina. Now they'd be here tonight if it weren't for the fact that our show aired so late. Now I'm not sure. I mean, I would think that they might be uh, at home, tucked into bed, but something tells oh, me no. they're now they're out, possibly experiencing the nightlife. Yeah, but get this, kids—they're uh, trying to experience the nightlife
0: in Spuds Flats. So good luck to them. Uh, however, uh, before they had too many cocktails. We were able to record them and we got several seconds. In fact, if you don't believe they were here tonight, GJ, I recorded their arrival. Why don't you play that?
2: Uh, Now come on, Betsy. We're here in front of the Marionette Theater.
0: No, no, no. Just leave your cocktail right in the limo. That's right, dear.
2: You don't need to. All right, come on out. There you go. Oh, woo-hoo. oh, get down with your bad self what your mama gave you, tipsy. Let's go. Folks,
0: they were already a little tipsy upon their arrival, but we did, uh, like I say, we managed to record a few segments with them. We'll sprinkle them in tonight. We wanted my aunt and her best friend... Uh, Betsy here tonight because they're they're two ladies, they're two friends, and tonight DJ, what kind of movie do we got?
1: Well, we have a buddy film, and it's uh, it has uh, some travel into the southwest. There's a little bit of everything for everyone. We've got two ladies traveling in a sports car with the wind in their hair, and uh, there's a little bit of eye candy. Now, uh, before we get too much further, Toppy, I I think that there was a message that was left. Now, what... I'm sad to say that our poor sweet Gertie, the, the uh, senior showgirl at our snack huh. bar, she's still Gertie. out and on the mend. She, she fell down the stairs the other uh, episode, and she's she's recovering at home, but uh, she yeah. left us a message, so we, we ought to go ahead and play that. Yeah, play Gertie's message.
0: Hello, boys. Hey, I listened to that last show, and, well, I have to warn you, that floozy you've hired has a reputation around the home. She steals. If I were you, I'd give her the old heave-ho. I see her about town. I'm gonna kick her in the can-can. Anyways, the doc says I'm healing up nicely. I should be back before you know it. Take care.
1: Oh no! oh boy uh d j, do you have any idea what she meant by the home? Um well, she does take the bus to the theater and i'm I wasn't sure if she lived alone, but I think we have some answers now to her other her um you know life outside the uh the theater. What, here. Have, what have you found out uh well i I haven't yet paid to have her follow. <laughs> Oh, well, I didn't mean that. But, uh, you know, we we do have a a little bit of a story going on here. I mean, um, you know, our stand-in, Stutzy there, she said that that poster in the lobby looked familiar and it said Gertrude and Blair on it so we're left to wonder if if maybe Gertie and Stutzy might have known each other
0: I don't want to talk too a about that because Stutzy is here as our Gertie standing tonight Oh well,
1: that's right and, uh,
0: you know what um I th- I think rather than <laughs> upset things why don't we just pretend none of this happened, and we'll just have Gertie come in and, and, and do her intro. I mean, not Gertie. Jeez, Stutsy.
1: Oh, jeez. Okay. Get the poor lady's name right. I Before know. you know it, our, our regular will be back, and you'll be uh, you'll be blushing right then. There. Uh, so, so yeah. uh, Stutsy here, uh, could you could you step up onto the stage and get us started? Yeah, come on, Stutsy. Louise is a thrill seeker who's gun-shy when it comes to love. Thelma, settled for love, but is afraid of taking risks. As the two set off on a road trip, unwanted advances lead to stirring up a troubled past, and everything goes downhill. Catch this 1991 buddy film legend, featuring Nightlife, Southwest Vistas, and Boy Toy Eye Candy. Susan Sarandon and Gina Davis, star... In this film directed by the master of sci-fi fright, Ridley Scott, it's time for Thelma and Louise. What do you get when you take a dash of the silver screen, a pinch of the golden oldies, and a smidgen of streaming? It's time for Matinee Minutia with your host DJ and Toppy. Elma. I'll
0: get it! Thelma, I've not told you I can't stand it when you holler in the morning. I'm sorry, doll.
2: I just didn't want you to be late. Hey, how you doing, little
0: housewife? Louise, producers, the, uh, the distributors, uh, the big wigs could not decide how to market this movie. And in fact, that trailer showed you what sounds like a great, lot of fun movie
1: them a note.
0: Thelma <laughs> and Louise are going to catch hell.
2: I'll have a wild turkey straight up and a Coke back, please. Thelma! Oh, what? Tell me something. Is this my vacation or isn't it?
0: And <clears throat> uh, the final result was a little bit more serious than that. but. Oh. Okay they really did not know how to advertise this movie and that was the best they could come up with at any house and who's and dj we've got a, a live chat room full of people oh goodness who do we have joining us here tonight well we got your husband uh, the ever faithful billy Starsage. we've got our pal tommy who shows up every week here. Thank you, Tommy. And we've got, returning to our chat room live, is Spanky. I like to call him Spanky. But all everyone else knows him as uh, Spanking B. Arthur or uh, just uh, a Plain
1: Old uh <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's been a long night, folks. He's backpedaling on the old now.
0: Oh, no, I just all of a sudden I'm brain farting on his Matt. Matthew. Matt, <laughs> you. Oh, no, and he's not old anyways
1: jeepers. you've been trying out that facebook app haven't you no
0: i know i don't <laughs> i don't want i will my,
1: you will never see my fa- uh, face uh get uh showing uh, up on that fa- no there are plenty uh, of russians who already have your photos oh wait that was that was your old days <laughs> anyways Matthew Burlingame is of course who i meant to say is here
0: and uh, we have uh, another friend of yours really uh tell about
1: Tin Crickets. Yes, Tin Crickets is a friend of mine from the candy shop. And if you listen to my solo show, Surely You Just, I talk about her once in a while. Her, I, uh, I call her Elise on there. She's a... Uh, Quite the character. She reminds me of Goldie Hawn in the First Wives Club. And, Top, Ah. I don't know if you noticed this, but it looks like we have yet another longtime friend who's come back to us. V-Money? Yes. V-Money is a friend of the show who uh, has joined in the past when we had podcubs on Thursday night. So, V-Money, welcome back, and thanks for joining us at the Marionette Theater. Yes, indeed you do. Uh folks, uh this
0: is a live show that we stream uh, the first and third Friday nights, if you didn't know, over on UnivozPods.net, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. That's what's happening here. That's why we've got a chat room full of folks that we thank for joining us. So let's get right into Thelma and Louise.
1: Yeah, now, uh, before we go too far, we got uh, to uh, let our stand-in showgirl go home because... Well, her boss is about to be here any time now. You know, in the old days, a soldier would treat a showgirl with nylons
2: and Hershey bars. Here, it's just with stale candy. Any idea when a girl gets paid?
1: Um, we'll have to go ahead and oh. check that donation box.
0: Uh, how did, I don't even want to think about it, DJ. That's your department. <laughs> uh, all right, well... Uh, anyways, uh, Stitsy has left of us. Oh, uh, you know, DJ, this movie, Thelma and Louise, came out in 1991. Why don't you set the stage for us? What was going on in the world in 1991?
1: All right, so let's turn the page back to 1991, by the way. That's about 20 years ago, almost. Uh, so. We have Sharon Pratt-Dixon. She was sworn in as the mayor of the District of Columbia. She was the first African-American woman of a southern city elected to a mayor position. We also have Pan Am, the uh, legendary airline that brought everyone across the world in those very fashionable uniforms. Well, they filed bankruptcy in 91. The U.S. entered... Into the Middle East crisis with Operation Desert Storm during the Bush administration, Exxon agreed to pay a thousand, not a hundred, a thousand million. I don't know if any of us will live to see that much money in our bank accounts. Uh, They paid a thousand million for the Alaska Valdez oil spill cleanup effort. Whoa, that
0: was a big deal,
1: that spill. Whoa. Yeah, so maybe they got rid of a few stockholders. I don't know. Uh, Germany, in 1991, Germany it was reunited with its pre-war territories, the Iron Curtain Fell. After the occupying forces, which are comprised of France, the UK, US, and the uh, now former Soviet Union, they relinquished all the rights to those territories, Was that the
0: tear-down-this-wall moment?
1: It was. part of it, right? Yes, Reagan asked for Gorbachev to tear down this wall. Also, Queen Elizabeth II became the first Uh British monarch to address the U.S. Congress in 91. Bless her heart. We have a favorite moment of mine in history, advancement of technology. The Super Nintendo was released for the U.S.
0: (laughs) Yay! That was my favorite system i never progressed beyond it
1: (laughs) (laughs) i may have ruined a christmas morning wanting one but that's neither here nor there uh the u.s recognizes the baltic republics which consisted of estonia latvia and lithuania all those countries on the western coast of russia they got their independence and this led to the dissolution of the USSR, the Soviet Union, part of that Iron Curtain falling. And then, sadly, in 91, music legend Freddie Mercury of Queen announced that he had been diagnosed with HIV AIDS. Oh,
0: good Lord, was it that long
1: ago? It was. So, Toppy, we've got a boatload of uh, people in this film, and there were some important people that uh, we're leaving the world in 91. We're still too early to see the stars that were born then, but tell us about some of the folks we lost. We lost Arthur Murray, a DJ. Do you know who he was? I do partly because of Alien Nation there was a dance studio what?
2: Alien Nation
1: okay <laughs> to explain the connection between
0: Alien Nation and Arthur
1: Murray Well if you if you watched the opening sequence which they took from part of the film with James Khan uh, they showed street scenes from uh, Los Angeles and it was supposed to be- depict everyday life and one of those things was a dance studio that had Arthur Murray's name on it Oh
0: very good okay uh, also, uh, Martha Grabb, speaking of dancers, she was a choreographer at she died at ninety six. She was a, had a massive influence uh, on the stage and in the arts. We also, sadly, Michael Landon passed at only age fifty four. Uh, Also, author Dr. Seuss uh, passed, and our uh, legendary creator of Star Trek, Gene Roddenberry died at age 70. The great bird uh, of the galaxy. There you go. And by the way, I just want to say, DJ, I don't know if you noticed, but our pals in the chat room are talking to each other, (gasps) which is exactly... Exactly what we want you to do. Uh, please to uh, please to enjoy the intercourse between
1: yourselves. <laughs> Unlike high school study hall, you are allowed to pass notes here. There you go. Uh, so that's uh, that's great. What? Okay. So 1991. Uh, besides
0: Thelma and Louise.
1: What else was in the theater? Well, Mr. Arnold Schwarzenegger was on the screen that year with the second installment on the Terminator films. Number one at the box office in 91, Terminator 2, which scored 204 million. I think he bought a house or two. Could be, could be <clears throat> uh, a colossal achievement, in my opinion. And then we had running up number two in the theaters was Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, which my sister had me sing one of the Brian Adams songs in the soundtrack at her first wedding. (laughs) Uh, Hey, uh, DJ, let me just interject here that years and years later,
0: the director of Thelma and Louise would direct another telling of Robin Hood.
1: Hmm. By the way, Robin of Prince of Thieves brought in 165 million. So, uh, in the top three there, that was a second. Number three was Beauty and the Beast at 145 million. Now, you want to take a guess, considering our love of the underdog toppy, where do you think no. Thelma and Louise fell in no. this?
0: Oh. Oh, please tell me what's
1: number eight. <laughs> well, I'm gonna give you a hint. If you do the math, we don't have to give away the secret code, oh, but it would no. be, it would be the age that both you and Brad Pitt were when this movie came out. What? Yes, twenty-eight. Yes. Yeah, so now, yes. Toppy, you have a claim to fame. Both you and Brad Pitt share the same birth year oh no how many people can say that right uh, somehow Brad Pitt is made up better. <laughs> Anyways, well, you, uh, you have a personal chef. It just happens to be you. Uh, let's exactly, see. I mean, what movies were sad so bad that they came in after? Well, runner up to Thelma and Louise, which did twenty or forty-five million. By the way, uh, we have The Rocketeer, which is a Disney film. I enjoyed it. No surprise. I did too, it was I did too. twenty-seven, and that was forty. 6 million it starred billy campbell and jennifer connelly who'd previously been in a jim henson movie labyrinth with david bowie another uh, favorite and then uh just below thelma louise surprisingly is a film with patrick swayze and keanu reeves it was number 29 point break they Whoa, got 43 million Oh, Spanky
0: just posted a picture of a man in the chat room. Oh! Um, anyway.
1: (laughs) Heavens to Betsy. I think that's Michael Landon. Hey, your ten crickets is chirping. Anyways, uh, now that we've gotten
0: that out of the way, let's play uh, Before they were too drunk, our the first segment we recorded when Aunt Tappy and Bettina Dupre were here. Okay,
1: and uh, you know we we have a new attraction at the concession stand. We have wine slushies. Oh, and I I think they might have had one or two or three.
2: Darling, I th- I think what the, are we talking uh, about today?
1: Silly, we've already
2: discussed this. Oh, somebody ought to announce us, dear. Don't say another word until somebody announces us. Well, shouldn't people already
0: know that? Uh, no. No. I- I've got to announce you. All right. No. Uh, well, uh, oh, very well. Uh, Our very special guests this time around are my own Aunt Tappy often heard of on uh, the Little Smellcast Show, and also uh, one of her very best friends ever in the world. Across the ocean, we have Bettina Dupre, actress, socialite, and star of the
2: Shy Life Podcast. Well, that was absolutely lovely. She's not just your auntie. She is also an actress, socialite and podcaster. Uh, okay. Really. All right, well, uh, just please continue if you don't mind.
0: Never mind, dear. My entrance has been trumpeted and I'm happy now. Now, come along. It's not our show.
2: We need to get a move on.
0: Let's talk film.
2: Oh, yes, very well. Uh, so, uh, some of our favourites, hmm? Yes. Yes, film and Louise. Oh, what a wonderful film. We both like that one, don't we, darling? <laughs> yes, dear. Just like us, aren't they? Well, they're friends, although I I don't think we were ever quite as as naughty as they were. Well, we were pretty naughty, darling. (laughs) Don't make us out to be angels. (laughs) No, we were never angels, but sometimes we'd pretend we were. (laughs) Mm,
0: To get our own way. (laughs) Yes, dear. (laughs) Do you remember when we tried to trick Mr. Wall Hall into buying us
2: dinner. Oh, of course, darling. And we managed it, too. <laughs> we did. You told him that your goldfish had died. Yes, I did. And I smudged my mascara. <laughs> yes, and I smudged my mascara, too.
0: And it messed up my dress. Which made you genuinely cry. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, I did cry still. Ah, uh, got us a free dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my.
2: Anyway, uh, Thelma
0: and Louise. Where, dear? Uh, I don't see them. No, no, no. no. The film, darling. It's one of our favourites. Oh, yes, dear. Oh, one of the very best. It's a shame how it all ends, though. Oh, uh,
2: Spoilers, darling. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Well, at least they go out in a blaze of glory. I'd rather go out with a hunky lumberjack myself. Oh, dear. (laughs) You and me both, darling.
0: Okay, Uh, time to wrap it up. uh, What's that?
2: (laughs) I said time to wrap it up,
0: ladies. Go ahead. Oh, uh, well, oh, Bettina, apparently we've run out of time, Bettina, darling. What already. Well, we can come back in a bit, dear. Uh, Toppy and DJ have... Well, you know, more to be saying. Uh, uh, we need to think of another favorite film, I oh, think. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, darling. <laughs> no, Bettina. Something nice. Uh, something for the ladies.
2: Oh, all right, then. Uh, more later, listeners. Doodles, <laughs> peeps.
0: Oh, good Lord. They were three sheets <laughs> to the wind already. <laughs> uh, by the way, Bettina Dupre comes just courtesy of uh, the very lovely podcast that's under the Univaz uh, label, and that's the Shy Life podcast by our very good friend Paul Chandler over there in the Londons, the Englands, and uh, Bettina Dupre, of course, is the star of... uh, of that show. At any rate, uh, I don't think they could have been any more off-topic, DJ.
1: <laughs> well, it's always a good time when Tappy and Bettina are in tow. So, Tappy, go ahead and tell us what went on in this movie. What's the storyline? What What did these two ladies get up to? Oh,
0: I'm going to make it short and sweet, DJ. Uh, they're two best friends. They set out on an adventure. Things go wrong. It soon turns out, uh, turns around to be a a terrifying escape from being hunted by the police. And these two girls uh, run from the crimes they committed. It's a road movie. Uh, It is a stay one step ahead of the law movie. It is a buddy movie.
1: There's lots of comedy, but there's lots of serious S in it too. And we have just a truckload of talent in this film. Now, not to mention the fact that we've got a a sci-fi, a well-known sci-fi director doing this film, which we'll get to in a moment. But we have Susan Sarandon, who before this film was mostly known for doing the Rocky Horror Picture Show with Tim Curry. And uh, that was quite a few years before this but uh, she had starred in four films in the year after uh, Thelma and Louise in 92, and she starred in seven within five years after her big debut in the Rocky Horror Picture Show, which was back in 75. Now, Susan has starred with Tim Curry, as I mentioned, but she's also been in films with the likes of Beau Bridges, Henry Fonda, Brooke Shields, Burt Lancaster, shall I go on? Shirley MacLaine and... Now back up right there. Burt Lancaster. That was Atlantic City in 1980.
0: <clears throat> I'm going to do a Burt Lancaster impression. <laughs> uh the lemons. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, no, uh, Burt Lancaster uh, in this movie was squeezing lemons on uh, Susan Sarandon's breasts. Oh, But that's neither here nor there. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Listen, uh, Susan Sarandon kind of got a reputation for doing, oh, well, (laughs) a little out of the ordinary roles. Let's take, for instance, The Hunger in 1983, where she was a a lesbian vampire. Ooh. And also, this brought her more into uh, the public's acclaim, because really... I mean, people knew Susan Sarandon from uh, that uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show, but she was hardly a household name. But she did the Witches of Eastwick with Cher and uh, Jack Nicholson, and uh, that brought her a little more to the attention of the public. But finally, what really brought her... Into the Limelight was her role, a wonderful role, in Bold Durham in 1988 with... Oh, yeah, but the guy that was in Fields of Dream was in Bold Durham. What the hell was It's not Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. Oh! Thank you. Yes,
1: Yes. Mr. Postman and the man who's gone down in history of making the longest movies that no one watches. Ah... Now, I for, I for the record, I loved Waterworld and The Postman. I did, too. <laughs> I loved Waterworld. I loved his little webbed fingers. That movie it. was so long that if we did an episode of Matinee Minutia on it, it would be a two-parter. <laughs> yeah, mind the way, to go, folks. Tonight's uh, Matinee Minutia might be a little long. We have another member of the cast, Toppy. Now, could you tell me about Susan's co-star, Miss Gina Davis?
0: Yeah, and I want to mention that. Uh, these two actresses shared top billing. Their names were side by side. Anyways, as I was saying, Felma and Louise also starred Gina Davis, who made a lovely in, uh, little introduction into the world of Hollywood in Tootsie with Dustin Hoffman. She played... Here's where the Alzheimer's kicks in, folks. <laughs> Jessica, who am I talking about, DJ? I know the characters. Jessica it- Landis, Jessica Tandy, Jessica... Jessica, Jessica. Anyway, she played her uh, dressing room roommate, Gina Davis. Anyways, she. Uh, anyway, she went on to uh, star with Jeff Goldblum in one of my favorite sci-fi movies, a remake of the '50s *The Fly*, and uh, she um, uh, was in that. Uh, but uh, uh, she made out well, uh, and she. I think Thelma and Louise was was a role that gave her the the attention of of, of like okay we this here we got we we have a serious actress here and uh so uh she uh did
1: very well in Thelma and Louise Do, do we know what else she was in Oh goodness! There's, is she well? Uh, she replaced Deborah Winger, who was an '80s pop sensation. Later on, in Penny Marshall's film *A League of Their Own*,
0: *A League of Their Own*, of course.
1: Oh, one of my absolute favorites, and she played. Uh, the lead character in that she was the strong older sister type. So sort of a role reversal from Thelma and Louise. And we'll get to that in a moment. But Toppy, Gina Davis, she's got quite the brain on those shoulders. She Oh, you were telling me about this. She's got uh, some smarts, doesn't she? She has an IQ of 140. And she's a member of this elite organization for the top brains in the country. She is a member of Mensa. Yeah, well, I am too, DJ. Did you know that? No, I did not. Yeah, well, pretty much. Anyways,
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh, let's move on to uh, the next feller. Okay. Uh, uh, There were some um, uh, male uh, characters in this movie. Uh, Harvey Keitel. DJ, this is a... An amazing actor who has a a character actor who's been in a million things and he is quite celebrated, uh, particularly when you come down to the movies he's made for Martin Scorsese and Quentin Tarantino. And
1: uh, tell what else? What else can you tell us about Harvey Keitel, DJ? Well, he frequently plays violent characters with a deep-seated moral center. So, sort of the creepy types. Uh, he, as you said, he's worked with both Martin Scorsese and Quentin Tarantino. He's he frequently plays Italian characters. Although he's the son of Jewish immigrants from Eastern Europe, his mother was from Romania and his father was from Poland. Now. Before Thelma and Louise, one of the things he did that put him down in the film history was he played opposite Jodie Foster in 1974's Taxi Driver. (laughs) Woo-woo. Yeah. That's going way back,
0: folks. (laughs) And if you ever want to see a dark movie, a dark, seedy movie, this might be it. And uh, uh, Harvey Keitel, uh, who... Martin Scorsese, I want to say discovered. I think I can say that. I think Martin Scorsese discovered Harvey uh, Keitel. And he had a very early role in Taxi as Jodie Foster, who was just a little girl at that time, uh, her pimp. And, uh, well... uh, There's way too much to go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Minor correction: taxi driver. He was not in uh, a sitcom. Oh, (laughs) no. No, Don't confuse the two. Now, Mr. Keitel also served in the U.S. Marine Corps. And in 58, he was sent to Lebanon during a U.S. military intervention that was aimed at diffusing a major political crisis there. And afterwards, he worked as a court stenographer in New York City for about 10 years before he entered in as a struggling actor. So now we arrive... Well, at- let me just say one, one last thing. Yes. One of my
0: favorite roles. I think this was a, a very mature role for Keitel, uh, but in The Piano with Holly Hunter what a wonderful movie what a complex character uh uh, the harvey keitel character and his relationship with holly hunter the piano player and how that grows and changes and a stunning movie Uh, that he was involved in so i definitely wanted to mention the piano
1: okay so now we have arrived at the point we are at the centerfold we have some eye candy right up on the cake plate now toppy tell us a little bit about the man that you share a birth year with mr brad pitt Well, 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 Uh, Brad Pitt
0: is in in, uh, Thelma Louise. Uh, He kind of plays this uh, young cowboy upstart. I got to tell you, my first exposure, I think the world's first exposure, although he was in other things before this, but really Thelma Louise was uh, uh, made... Brad Pitt known, and I gotta tell you, when I saw him uh, on the big screen in Thelma and Louise, he took my breath away. (laughs) And I didn't know who he was, but my eyes were uh, locked in. Uh, (laughs) on. in his scenes, mainly possibly because <laughs> he played a lot of those sh- scenes without a shirt on. Anyways, uh, oh, do we really have to go on with Brad Pitt's career? <laughs> it, is, it is stellar. It is long. Uh, I want to say that for me, the other movie Brad Pitt was in that is – Right here in my heart, A River Runs Through It, directed by Robert Redford. Hmm. Oh, my God. What a good movie. And he acted the hell out of that movie. Uh, I think he is a a good actor. And not good, but, I mean, he's, he's one of the actors of our time. And he's had a long career. Um, is there anything that you can think of, DJ, that Brad Pitt's been in besides uh, Thelma and Louise?
1: Well, you know, goodness, um, it's not on the list, but I think he did a movie called Meet Joe Black. And mm-hmm. uh, didn't that star the um, the man who was the star in um, The Silence of the Lambs? Uh, that's, well, is that Anthony Hopkins? Well, he was in... Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, he played the... uh, uh, The mean... (laughs) The
0: guy in the mask.
1: Yeah, so Meet Joe Black... um, I'm drawing a blank, but uh, that... It it seemed like a pretty good film. I believe it may have been a remake where... uh, The older man is sort of... uh, Reborn into a younger body. But uh, Meet Joe Black was good. It had Brad Pitt in it. And then there was another movie... That was done uh, much more recently, and uh, it was called The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Now, <laughs> I, this yeah. this was not a film that was on my watch list, but I happened to go to my sister's house, and of course, Eye Candy, why not? And I sat down to watch this, and it was quite the different film for Brad Pitt. Now, it was very interesting in that the storyline is the man starts off uh, aging in reverse, So he he's an old man in the beginning of the film and he becomes younger as it goes on. It's um, loosely based on a true story, I believe, but quite a film. The Curious Case of Benjamin Button with Brad Pitt. Yeah. And and just briefly. uh, So he was another turning point in his career
0: was certainly Interview with a Vampire in 1994. He did 12 Monkeys in 95. Uh, Fight Club. There's another one oh, where he yeah. had in uh, 1999, a solid role. And also those damn Oceans 11, 12, and 13 <laughs> movies. I never saw either any of them, but I guess they were popular.
1: I've seen one or two, but just real quick, I heard, or I read rather, that Brad Pitt once specifically asked his parents not to see Fight Club. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, Also, a a cute little thing he did with uh, his uh, one-time beloved, I guess, Angelina Jolie, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which just kind of surprised me with its crazy violence.
1: Oh, yeah, that was a good film, and uh, I enjoyed it. I just wish that they hadn't been so boring with his choice of underwear. (laughs)
0: uh, Yeah, okay. Uh, We'll meet after class about that. I just want to also say that our friends in the chat room, Tommy and uh, Billy... (laughs) And uh, Spanky, they're, they're having fun posting pictures of Brad Pitt without a shirt. <laughs> um,
1: I think it's time for another wine slushy. Shall we check in with the ladies? Uh, but yeah, please do. Uh, once again, folks,
0: I'm awfully sorry they're not here. They were billed to be here. But, they're, anyways, another uh, part uh, that we managed to record before they got too sloppy drunk my Aunt Tappy and her best friend, Bettina Dupre.
2: <gasps> <coughs> oh, good lord. So, did you want me to suggest another female buddy movie, dear?
0: Well, I'm not sure, dear. I think they want us to say
2: some more about Thelma and Louise. It's the movie they're discussing this week, remember? Oh, is it, Tuppy dear? Well, it's a very good movie. I approve. Uh, well, what other film were you going to suggest, dear? Well, my darling, I was actually thinking that Psycho... Might be a good one. Oh, Psycho dear, as an example of a female buddy movie... Well, there are ladies in it, dear heart. Yes, Betsy, I guess there is. But not in the same scene. I'm sorry, now you're confusing me. What do you mean, dear? Well, lovely, if you recall, the first lady gets murdered. Spoilers, dear. No, stop it, Betsy. Psycho was made 60 years
0: ago... And I don't see how it counts as a female
2: buddy movie. Well, dear, when the First Lady dies...
0: Marion, Marion,
2: her name's Marion, dear, and her sister is Lila. Oh, golly, dear, you do know a lot. So when Marion gets murdered, her sister comes to the rescue to find out what's going on. Although she doesn't rescue Marion, does she, dear? It's a
0: bit late by then. Well, I guess so. (laughs) Well, then, listen, Betsy. Oh, we're
2: not even discussing Psycho. And it's not a female buddy movie. All right then, darling. So what... Are we discussing (laughs) Thelma and Louise, dear Again? (laughs) Well, no, I mean, yes I mean, yes, right now This
0: minute, dear Okay, okay Oh, gee, uh, sorry Uh, Ladies, you've run out of time Oh, dear Uh, dear. Uh, You'll have to talk about Thelma and Louise again Uh, Well, later in the last segment. Really? Oh, well, now look what you did, Bettina, with all your irrelevant wittering. Well, I'm sorry, dear. Ah, well, I'm sure you are. Oh, uh,
2: Bettina, look here. Oh, this will get you excited, dear. Brad Pitt is in it. He is, dear. What, in Psycho? <laughs> no, in Thelma and Louise.
0: Uh, sorry, ladies. Out of time.
2: Oh, for heaven's sakes. Really, Toppy. Oh, how unreasonable, dear.
0: But, DJ, we've got a half-hour marker clip there. Okay. It's going to feature some Hans Zimmer's music for this movie. Folks, uh, uh, just relax, listen. It's a beautiful stuff. And then we'll be back. Hans Zimmer, folks, the guy who did the movie, uh, the music for Thelma Louise.
1: And stop by and uh, see if you can get a wine slushie.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah.
1: I'm, you know, I'm going to get me one.
0: Zimmer. (laughs) Folks, I I apologize. Three sheets to the wind. They were so off-topic. It was ridiculous. Uh, DJ, I want to point out that uh, in the chat room, uh, V. Money uh, posted a a picture of uh, a shirtless naked uh, Brad Pitt Uh, in the movie Legends of the Fall. I had forgotten he was in that. It was quite an affecting uh, role. Oh my. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well so i think it's safe to say that the wine slushy machine is probably staying because it seems to be quite popular uh, <laughs> well i mean look who we
0: had here and Bettina. <laughs> oh dj guess who's here Crown havens
1: oh, well, well talk about popular popularity with the wine slushies i guess they heard ah! about them uh, so there now toppy go. we have a few people that were responsible for making this film i do but you know before we get into that one other
0: actor that was in this movie i want to mention because i i love him so hard it's that michael madison okay and he played uh louise's uh, love interest yeah and and louise uh, susan sarandon and they clearly have a long history and clearly well i think she had been waiting for this guy to maybe propose for quite a while and he never has and she sort of stuck with him but at the same time I think over the years they've developed a close friendship and Michael Madison has this wonderful little role in Thelma and Louise and he plays uh, Oh Jimmy her Yeah uh, her boyfriend and she asks him to come up with some money because she's, she doesn't tell him what's going on, but she asks him for some money and he does more than that. He actually tries to show up and intervene and help Susan Sarandon, which is what he really wants to do, except, well, he kind of blows it. And, um, and it's, it's a nice little role. And this guy, uh, I just want to do a little impression of him. May I do that? DJ? Oh, certainly. All right. So this is actor Michael Madison. Yeah. I probably made a few pictures I shouldn't have done, but uh, I have four sons and I have to pay the rent. You know, I if you have a decision to make about whether or not you can buy groceries at the market or whether or not you're going to make bad movie. Uh, well, you're going to make that bad movie. My career, it's been very strange. My career is like a heart monitor. I get involved in a good project now and then to keep things going. And then I make things that I work on that I hope are going to be good so I can make a living and keep a roof over the heads of these little monsters I have in my house. You know, every movie you make can't be great, no matter. Anyways, uh, so he's not uh, any, he's a character actor and he's a working actor and uh, he's done some good stuff and some bad stuff. I personally will always remember him in a real schlocky uh, monster movie called Species. Um, I'm sorry, he was
1: also in Species 2. <laughs> anyways. Because, uh, you know, none yeah. of the original cast would be.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, anyways. Uh, a a, a likable guy who also, by the way, is a poet and a photographer. And I just want to say thumbs up to actor Michael Madison, who really had a nice little bit in this of Louise.
1: So before we get to the folks who are responsible for this film, I just want to make an honorable mention to those of you who might be car enthusiasts. Now, the car that Louise drove, because she was the one doing the driving, was a 1966 Ford Thunderbird. And what's important about that is this was the last model year of the Ford Thunderbird that was a convertible. For 20 years thereafter, they did not make another convertible version of that car. It was a V8, so it had a, a Tiger in the tank. And, uh, well, who knows how Louise came into possession of that car. Maybe it was an old boyfriend's. Could have been her, her father's because uh, it was certainly a classic by the time this film was made so top what eight. was the fun when we were watching Thelma and louise you made a mm-hmm. funny remark because uh,
0: uh gina davis's husband in the movie is a <laughs> car dealer and he's got like some kind of amazing car
1: oh yeah he had like a red porsche or something and she had a little you know what we would call a piece of crap <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So that, that was a, a funny little bit. Oh, my goodness. Spanky just
0: posted a picture of uh, our friend, uh, actor Michael Madison in his underwear. Anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, let's talk briefly about the guy who did the music, Hans Zimmer. The feel uh, that, first of all, Thelma Louise has had a lot of songs in the movie it was it had like it was one of those movies they made a soundtrack to which was often done in those days it's actually one of my criticisms of this movie i thought that it was dealing with too serious of a subject to be played as a road movie with all these ha, ha uh, cover songs in it but at any rate that's the way it was made and released But Hans Zimmer did the intro, the end theme. He was involved with many other projects with the director Ridley Scott, who we'll talk about in a minute. Um, And oddly enough, the music Hans Zimmer did for this movie is reminiscent of what uh, Ridley Scott did in Blade Runner. DJ, let's get right
1: into the director Ridley Scott. All oh, right, So, Mr. Ridley Scott, director of Thelma Louise, his feature film debut was in 1979 with Sigourney Weaver, personal favorite. But his very first film was a couple of years before that. It was called The Duelists, and it starred Keith Carradine, Harvey Keitel... Oh. Where did we find him? And mm-hmm. Albert Finney. Now, his next movie after Alien was Blade Runner, which, of course, starred Mr. Harrison Ford after he'd done the Star Wars movies. Yep. That was 1982. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see. To date, Mr. Ridley Scott has 50 directing credits. And so- Thelma Louise was his seventh film. Yes, he directed four additional films before the decade of 90s was were out. Uh, the next one, have you seen this movie, Toppy? 1492, Conquest of Paradise? Well,
0: you know what? Oddly enough, uh, it was a huge flop, and it starred zell <laughs> And uh, <laughs> it
1: was a lavish,
0: visually, well, I think stunning
1: movie that just Flopped, flopped, flopped. (laughs) It it had a a dose of reality. Some folks weren't ready for Columbus. He he wasn't always a hero. Well, well, he wasn't. Anyways, uh, folks,
0: um, certainly most people when they hear Ridley Scott think of Blade Runner and Alien and well-deserved. DJ, I tried like hell to find out what about Thelma and Louise interested him why did he get involved i couldn't find anything about why he got involved in this movie did you find anything
1: you know i i it's my understanding that the author of this story miss callie corey who wrote the story more than ten, possibly fifteen years before this was made into a movie, so she was responsible for, uh, you know, taking the reins and deciding who was going to bring her vision to life, and Ridley Scott. Well, he ended up on the list, and she also had a boatload of people considered for the different parts. At one point, Cher and Meryl Streep were considered because of their work together in Silkwood, and the two just decided, no, I want to do different things, so they turned down the role. But Callie Curry, uh, she is an author who's done other stories, including more recently... Uh, The Divine Secrets of the Yah Sisterhood that was done I think about ten years after Thelma and Louise. But one of the things I read about Mr. Ridley Scott which seemed to be interesting toppy was considering that this was the early nineties, so it was it was basically the eighties still. Uh, Ridley Scott was meeting with the production team, the creative cast, and some of them were giving feedback about the script, and some of them said that they have a problem, quote-unquote, with the women in the story. And uh, the mm. quote that I read basically said that Ridley Scott said, well, yeah, you've got a problem with women, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and therein
0: lies uh much of the controversy around Thelma and Louise um such that many people thought that it portrayed men in a very bad uh light and uh, you know I would point out that we do have Harvey Keitel as someone you know maybe we can respect in the movie who certainly was doing his damned best uh to keep Thelma and Louise safe although he failed but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, well, we'll get back to the writer in a minute. But what else do we want to say about Ridley Scott? Um, I love his images, uh, the way he um, visualizes things. And certainly in Thelma and Louise, there are these beautiful desert shots. Uh, there are so many shots that are almost iconic At the very end. The... Uh, row of police cars chasing thumb and Louise across this flat desert plain. Uh he just had this way of visualizing things. And uh, he brought it to this movie as well. And um I think it, it was he was good in this movie.
1: Now I I read about uh, Mr. Scott that one of his past uh you know collaborators, Sigourney Weaver, who'd been an alien with him Uh, Well, what she had to say about Mr. Ridley Scott was that he had such an eye for detail that often he cared a little bit more about the sets than maybe the talent. (laughs) Oh, possibly. Let's get into the writer. Uh, So
0: this seems to have been generated by her, Callie Mm Curry. And uh, this is one of those times when somebody who... Well she wanted to be an actress and then she realized that yeah I really don't want to be an actress and she got into TV uh producing and video music video producing and while she was doing this music video stuff she started writing down a story she had in mind and that was Selma Louise and she thought about it and wrote about it for a long time and finally she generated a script and yeah she had to find out exactly how to write a script but that's fine at any rate it is her first project now correct me if I'm wrong did she not win the Academy Award for Best Original Screenplay.
1: It won one Oscar. And let me see if this will tell me here. I'm pretty sure she won the Oscar for Best Original Screenplay. Yes, uh, Best Writing Screenplay Written Directly for the Screen. Yeah. All right. So this
0: is one of those magic stories. You know, somebody out of who knows where writes a script that she thinks is great and somehow it becomes a damn movie, and somehow she wins the Academy Award. Uh, She went on to uh, some of her more modern credits uh, from 220. She did something um, called Blue Moon of Kentucky. Actually, that hasn't even come out uh, yet. But most recently, she did something on TV called Nashville. There's been 124 episodes so far.
1: Oh yeah, uh, that's she, a sort of a scripted reality show and it's it's about uh becoming a uh a, a music artist in the country business. Mm-hmm. And uh she's she's had a lot of input in a lot of
0: other TV uh, movies. Let me just see if she's done... What the hell did she do after families in the movies? I feel like she did a couple other movies.
1: Well, she did... Uh, about four years oh. later, she did a movie with Dennis Quaid called Something to Talk About. And I believe that it had right. Sandra Bullock. And then one of my favorites in 2002, Divine Secrets of the Aya Sisterhood. And uh, let me see. I, I'm remembering uh, the film, but I'm trying to remember who was in it. I believe that this had Winona Ryder in it. I'm looking at the cast real quick and then i think that we should visit with the ladies again once more before we call it a night let's see sandra bullock ellen burston one of my favorite irish actresses vanula flanagan was in this uh oh james garner and dame maggie smith were also in this movie in 2002 mm-hmm. the divine secrets of the yaya sisterhood a good movie basically a mother tells her daughter about uh, the adventures that she and her friends got into when they were younger. I think based on,
0: oh, maybe not. Maybe this was an original screenplay. I was about to say based on a novel, but at any rate, uh, that's that's not something I know about. Uh, yeah, uh, folks, uh, very sorry. We've got one last thing that we managed to record from my aunt uh, Tappy and her pal Bettina Dupre. DJ, we might as well play it. I, I think it's before it, before they left, this was the last thing they recorded. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Bettina, darling We're back On where, dear? On <coughs> that name, Anusha, dear recording Oh, recording? Yes Marvellous Do right, you want dear. some gin, dear? Oh, in a minute I'd love some But first we need To trade some facts About the
2: film, dear About Thelma and Louise Oh, well The first thing I want to say Is that I I can't believe this film is almost 30 years old. Well, it's getting there anyway. (laughs) Oh, darling, I know. It seems only five minutes ago. I do actually remember seeing it at the
0: cinema. Oh, I may even have gone to the premiere. Oh, I forget now. (laughs) You know, Brad Pitt was simply
2: obsessed with me around the (laughs) Really, darling, how marvellous for you Had to fight him off, did you? (laughs) Well, something like that, dear Uh, Of course, I didn't fight him off too hard, mind you Oh, Chappy, dear, you can be such a hussy sometimes (laughs) Oh, you're right, dear Uh, Still (laughs) I've never heard him mention you in interviews, dear (laughs) Oh, no, darling I
0: swore him to secrecy but well, you know, this was before the days of Gwyneth Paltrow and Jennifer Aniston and, of course,
2: years and years before Angelina Jolie ever came on the picture. Sure, sure. Anyway, enough of that fiction. We should talk more about the film. I have facts here. No facts. Well, how do you know the boys haven't already talked about them? You can't presume that, dear. Directed by Ridley Scott... Gina Davis, Susan Sarandon, Harvey Keitel, Michael <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Brad Pitt. <laughs> uh, yes, thank you, dear. We've said quite enough about him, I think. Oh, six Academy Award nominations. One for Best Original Screenplay. Did you know that it was very nearly Meryl Streep? And share in the lead roles. Oh,
0: fascinating. They could have turned it into a movie. Oh, like Mamma Mia, only grittier. And with more
2: scenes involving Brad Pitt. Oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I sense a common theme here, dear. Anyway, the story is meant to be set on a fictional route between... Arkansas and the Grand Canyon. It's just Arkansas, dear. But it was actually filmed almost entirely in California and Utah. Oh, golly, do you remember that weekend we had in Utah back in 71, darling?
0: I'll <laughs> remember it, darling. Why? Well, of course not. But then again, 1971...
2: Is a complete blur. I spent most of it doing bit parts in Italian crime thrillers. No, oh, I remember that, dear. <laughs> the amount of Jack Daniels I drank then was criminal. No, I used to share a flat with a couple of
0: hotties called Jack and Benny. Oh, the things they got up to, oh, oh, well, oh, dear, I must
2: really write my autobiography someday. Oh, of course, you'll have to just go and make it all up if you've forgotten most of it. (laughs) Good point, darling.
0: (sighs) Okay, ladies, Uh, we're out of time. Let's call the day. Say goodbye to the listeners, why don't you? Oh, so soon, <laughs> what a <laughs> pity uh, Sorry <laughs> <laughs> uh. Goodbye,
2: lovely listeners Goodbye from me, your friend, Aunt Teppy. And goodbye from me too, Bettina Dupre It's been an absolute pleasure One million kisses, one million and one kisses
0: <laughs> uh, uh, Okay, ladies, thank you that's a wrap. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, it's hot in here,
2: Betsy, darling. Or is it just me? Oh, no, I'm burning up. Hey, Toppy, how about a couple of gin and tonics for a pair of old There's
0: oh, <laughs> Devils! in a long glass with some extra ice. Oh, yes. And a cherry. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, your wish is my command.
1: Oh, oh yes. Oh someone. Someone call last call before they cause a scene. <laughs> Honestly, uh that was so out of control.
0: I apologize, folks. Anyways, it was our attempt to do a little crossover with the <laughs> Anyways, I don't even want to explain, DJ. <laughs> Let's. You and I watched this together. I had seen it when it came out in the theater. You saw it for the first time uh, last weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have problems with this movie. Um, I hated the ending. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people did. A lot. This. The ending was a terrible controversy. Uh, Ridley Scott apparently had directed a couple of alternative things. I wonder if they've ever made it onto a DVD compilation. I don't know. This movie has a problem with comedy and stuff too serious to be in a comedy. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's my problem with it short and swift. If if this movie had happened without the rape scene and without Susan Sarandon killing the rapist, uh, we would have had a completely different movie here. And yet maybe all I want is a movie that never was intended, never wanted, never got made. And maybe I have to reconcile the fact that this Woman who writed, <laughs> good lord, wrote the movie wanted to do something more serious. And to be very blunt here, I can't imagine a woman who has experienced an assault or a rape and not thought, if I had had a gun, I would have killed him.
1: And that precludes the question, Toppy. Now, uh, if anyone hasn't seen the film, let's fill in a blank for them, uh, gun pun there. Um, Where exactly did the gun come from? Well, it came from Gina Davis' character. Yeah, it came from uh, basically the dresser drawer of Thelma's home. Now, you have to ask yourself... Was that her gun? What was she doing with it? Because it certainly wasn't what you'd call a gentleman's gun. It was, you know, a little prettier than something that you'd find at the Megalomarts.
0: No, it was very clear uh, 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 later in the movie that this was the husband's gun. And, and he had several statements like, well, uh, 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 Thalma uh, would never come close. to them. She didn't even want to touch that gun. Now what possessed her to take it with her is somewhat addressed is she apparently is a little afraid of the outdoors, and that's conceivable uh, hmm. originally folks, these girls are going on a fishing trip I don't know if you knew that, <laughs> but that's the original. why the hell they're they're going out on this trip It's supposed to be a vacation and a fishing trip, and I think Thelma. Indicates that she's a little scared of the outdoors and she sees a gun and she thinks, well, I think I'd feel safer if I had this gun.
1: So there you go. I think that Freud would have something to say about the gun, but, you know, um, well, I have the convenience of time on my side since I didn't see this when it was originally released. Mm -hmm. And, of course, I've seen my share of buddy films of this ilk, meaning that it was... Uh, You know, all the other films that I've seen in this vein were women buddy films. I can understand where it was frustrating and, you know, your your expectations were possibly different going into it, especially since the trailer that you played, of course, played it up as two people having a good time. And then, of course, as they say, uh, things took a turn. You know, as I watched it, I could see that possibly the author was uh, doing what a lot of good actors do in the villain roles. They play it up to the point where you love to hate that character. And I think that the author of this story made you care about the characters. Because, of course, they had scenes where they identified Um, Louise addressed the truck driver who was harassing them on the road and told him, how would you feel if someone was talking to your sister like that or your mother like that? And so, of course, you feel betrayed at the end of this film because these two characters that you've grown to maybe trust or love or identify with suddenly are facing their demise. (laughs) There's a whole new light
0: on this movie because of the recent Me Too movement. Uh, but here in this movie is kind of a, a 101 course on um, not asking for permission, on um, assault, on what is rape, what is assault, what is not asking for consent, what is, And uh, and really, there it is, right on film. And it's serious shit. Mm-hmm. And I have a little bit of problem with the hijinks that follow and the way they make it a movie with a soundtrack of, you know, all these fun songs. And then we get to the ending, spoiler alert, uh, that I hated. I liked these characters. I hated the fact that I'd spent the last hour and 45 minutes with these characters and they freaking drive off a clip. I hated it. I couldn't get over it. I said I would never watch this again. And this is the second time I watched it last weekend with you. I can't say I've changed my mind much.
1: Now, I have to ask, um, you know, we were discussing, and uh, this is our summer finale, folks, by the way. We're taking a month off, but we'll be back uh, just M- after Labor Day. two months. Uh, well, we're, we're off in August. Our first show will be the first Friday in September. Oh, okay. So we're we're really just taking two shows off. We just happen to record only twice a month. You know, we were discussing the parallels that Thelma and Louise. Uh, when when you were here at uh, the, the the house, we were discussing the parallels that Thelma and Louise have to other outlaw films, films where people were on the run and maybe had committed a crime. Now. I sure. I was reading some of the other stories, like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, and of course, they commit a crime, and suddenly they're running for the border. Now, uh, in much the same way, they're going to South America, and of course, you've got a whole country in between. Now, in Thelma and Louise, I'm not quite sure the author has looked at a map, but the story starts off in Arkansas— and Louise says that she does not want to go through Texas because something may have happened there. But mm-hmm. uh, how you get to Mexico from Arkansas, I don't know how they ended up possibly at the Grand Canyon because there's a couple of states in between. <laughs> I don't,
0: I don't know either. But e- even the character of Gina Davis asks the same thing: How are we going to get? I, 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 <laughs> I don't know. I, I suppose if you want to say that's a flaw in the movie, it, it's a minor flaw to me. Right. I, I, I'm more concerned with the fact that this is trying to be a comedy, except that this woman has shot someone to death. And why did she shoot him? Well, her friend was being raped. Anyways, <laughs> enough about that. I can't reconcile it. I, I just don't. So. Oh, it makes me mad. I I just can't. There was there had to have been a better way to do this movie.
1: If, if it were know. to be done today, it would possibly be different. So we're at the point on our show where we tell you what else like this you might like. It's called What's on Your Snack Tray. So I'm going to go ahead and start us off here. I already mentioned another of Callie Khoury, the author of this film's uh, stories. She did a movie called The Divine Secrets of the Yahya Sisterhood in 2001 with Sandra Bullock and many others, including Dame Maggie Smith and then uh, to bring us into the the subject of summer and, and escaping, because boy, it sure hot, is hot here in Western New York. Uh, there was a film in 1990, which was the first of three films that Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan collaborated on. And this is called Joe Versus the Volcano. If you can find it, it's, uh, it's a guilty pleasure because uh, some people have different opinions on it. But basically... This guy is in a dead-end job, and he's OCD, and he's told that he's only got six months to live. So, of course, let's go on an adventure and possibly find love. All um, right. Now, why? I'm just curious. I, I remember this movie,
0: but why do you associate this with Thelma and Louise?
1: Well, I, th- I associate it with Summer, and, of course, they were driving through the desert, which, of course, is like being on the surface of the sun, so a la Summer. <laughs> Oh, okay. All right.
0: S- simple as that. Uh, folks, I'm going to recommend 1973's Badlands, starring My- Martin Sheen and Sissy Spacek. It's another movie where criminals are on the run across the desert. It's different. Uh, Sissy Spacek, early role for her. Martin Sheen when he was a young man. Worth seeing. And also, I can't help but compare... This movie, Thelma and Louise, to Bonnie and Clyde, even the title, Bonnie and Clyde, Thelma and Louise, uh, it starred Faye Dunaway and Warren Beatty. They were criminals on the run. What happened to them at the end? They died. There's something going on there with that. Um, Anyways, it's a good movie and I recommend it along with bad ones.
1: Okay, so normally we would be picking our next to-do for the next episode, but again, we're going to say goodbye just for the month of August. It's our little bon voyage for the bon summer. Voyage.
0: Oh, how wonderful. You're going on a trip. Never mind, it, Debbie. Oh, they're back. Anyways, oh, I guess DJ's
1: playing music. All right. so we're gonna see you in september in the meantime drop by matinee com and uh, take a little visit to a little place called the Minutia wander List. this is an episode guide for our first season you can sort it by the year of release you can sort it by the director and you know maybe you might uh discover something that you missed if you didn't catch an episode here or there and uh, of course as always we appreciate your suggestions because as we come back in the month of September we'd like to know what you want us to discuss So it's-
0: yeah we're open to your suggestions this is the time to uh, leave them I want to tell you we did somebody wrote in and and said they wanted to do uh, wanted us to do
1: a show about something and we did <coughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the Power Rangers.
0: Thank you. That's what. I'm...
1: And our guest that time was my husband Billy, who was somewhat of an authority on the subject at the time. There you go. But anyways, uh, we, we do not.
0: We we will consider requests. Uh, at any rate, uh, you know, as you know, we we do this uh, show about uh, television, movies, uh, things that are streaming on Netflix, and uh, it. it uh, it's not constrained by the date or, or anything. It's kind of wide open. Uh, so if you have a suggestion, send it in. DJ, we have kept our audience an extra long time.
1: Oh, let's give them a round of applause. Yeah. And a thank you to Tommy, to Hubby Billy, Spanking B. Arthur, and uh, Tin Cricket was here for a little while, Cronehaven, and uh, V-Money. So if you will, sir, uh, say goodnight, Gracie. Good night, Gracie. Be back in September, folks. Thank you for listening to Matinee Minutia. Our program is live every other Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern. Go to univaspods.net. Click the tower for streaming audio. Enter Discord for our chat room. You can find this show wherever you listen to podcasts. Find us on Twitter at Matinee Minutia. Join our Facebook group or visit our webpage at matineeminutia.com. Have an idea for a future show or just want to message us? Email us at matineeminutia at gmail.com. I have a voice. I have a voice. You have a voice. You have a voice. We have a voice. We have a voice.
2: Unique voices in
1: podcasting. Univazpods.net. That's all she wrote.